0: Cool, I'll just do the intro and then we'll kick it off. <clears throat> I thought you were just going to whip into the just, chocolate bar there. Like,
1: just to swallow pick it all. Your moment. <laughs> Gunk. Gunk.
0: Welcome to Maker and Creator the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith and I am joined as always by my co-host Alex Adams. Hey
1: Jai, how are you? <laughs> I'm
0: very good. <laughs> I'm good. It's a Monday. We never actually never record on a Monday. This is a bit of a rarity mm, for us. Normally
1: my gym day. Yeah. It means lost. I have
0: to re- like edit all night now, otherwise I'll be in trouble like You've got I got last, last week. Um today I'm really excited. Uh we're meeting and talking with somebody who I met literally 13 years ago if I'm not mistaken in 2006 when I was a a humble events manager for AMIA. And I was hunting for speakers uh, to talk about digital marketing back when a solid piece of advice was when you put your URL on a pen, make sure you have a capital letter between the uh, the, the certain words. That was that was oh. one of Fred's tips. I'll never forget. And I, I remember Fred standing up and delivering this. Uh, and before I say Fred another time, we're talking about Fred Shebester, who is the CEO and co-founder of uh, finder.com.au, uh, which is Australia's Biggest Comparison site, which I uh, will delve into in a minute. But uh, thank you, Fred, and thanks for your time. I know you must be fucking busy, but welcome.
2: This is my third show today. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there are other podcasters in here and you didn't um, tell us? No, uh,
2: they were live. One was a live show, a live broadcast, and another one was um, a recorded um, show for another YouTube channel.
0: And do you do that a lot? Are you, are you YouTubing a lot? We're sitting in a studio that's making mine look poor and tiresome
2: yeah <laughs> um so I try and do my crypto show every day um as best I can and then yeah I I broadcast uh, or speak at a lot of yeah yeah a lot of events to get just get finder out there more yeah
0: and what's your time split between finder and, and your crypt- crypto crypto businesses hive mine
2: hivex hive X. yeah hivex.com um it's um right now it's it's a probably 50 50. Uh, maybe sixty forty HiveX, um. But Finder is yeah. It's it sort of goes into these ebbs and flows. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, my roles changed a lot over the years, and I've sort of become a lot more not so much operational, but more looking at um you know major initiatives, major projects, and um, new things. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I was fairly highly involved in the growing of the company. Yeah. Um, and I've done a lot of the roles in the company and that's now scaled. Um where you know, we're we're publishing into the US, UK. There's twenty people in the US, there's ten in the in the UK. Actually the UK CEO's here as well right now. Right. Um and uh, we had Find a Summit actually last week. We got everyone all around the world. They flew we flew them in and we had all these people, and we broadcast that around the world as well, which is kind of cool. Amazing, wow. um, and we had some really cool speakers at that.
0: Awesome. So, t- tell us the story of Finder, where it came from, and and even why a comparison website would be. You know, why why is that the thing? Like, why is it, you know why does that exist as well? But I'd love to know your story as well, and, and getting involved, finding it, and everything else.
2: You know, um, back in the day when, when we were doing uh, building people's websites, uh, marketing them on the internet. Because you had a
1: digital media agency to begin yeah. with,
2: yeah, yeah, it was a it was a small business. Um, it was a good business. And how old
1: um, were you when you started that business?
2: Um, I think I was about twenty.
1: Okay, <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah. So, looking back, you know, I think I was a pretty mature twenty-year-old, relatively, you know, to be hire, you know, hiring people and building people's websites and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know anything about running a company at all, and I made every single mistake in that company, pretty much. <laughs> And then after that and during that, we built a few other companies. Uh, one of them um, was Credit Card Finder mm-hmm. and we started marketing and comparing credit cards. Uh, and that and that, that really was the genesis of Finder. Right. Um, and my goal there really was very simple, was to try and rank number one in Google for credit cards. Um, and then I, I, over time, what I realized was that actual journey of doing that wasn't actually what I enjoyed. Um, it is one part. But what I found really, really, really amazing was basically writing articles and guides to people and helping them make decisions about their life. Right. And by doing that, it helps us. So it's like the ultimate equation. Basically, by helping people, we you know make money. Yep. Um, and that's kind of cool, right? And that's I think that's why people love working at Finder. People have been working here for seven, eight years. Um, the long ten year at Finder because you have purpose um, in that you get to educate people help them change their life and with that you personally become successful right which is a you know it's the ultimate equation because you know what few things in life these days like can you be selfless and actually help people and then benefit you most of the time it's just one way you give and then you kind of feel good inside but if you can get paid and you grow in your career and become better better at doing that um,
1: is that what drives you is that what motivates you
2: what's that in terms of
1: in terms of creating articles that are helping people is, is that the major driver i mean to yeah, be so, so successful and keep doing what you do there's got to be you know what's behind that i guess
2: you know our vision at finder is to better all the world's decisions and that's a big decision right and and, and, and just a small goal yeah <laughs> 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 nothing massive <laughs> um, you know i think there's a space you know it's finder no matter, you know, how it came about, I guess, you know, we shortened the name after a while to just Finder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that journey led us to realize that maybe this is actually bigger than just comparing things. There's a bigger part to play in this, in that there are people at all sorts of stages and they have all sorts of different problems and challenges with what they're trying to do. And we want to help with that decision, right? And what what that, you know, I guess along the way you get these epiphanies about what am I doing and what does that mean and who am I? <laughs> the Zoolander moment. And, you know? <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> like like genuine realizations about yourself. And, um, you know, for me, I think some of those other parts of goals I wanted to achieve were wrapped in that. But it always seems to come back to at the end of the day, you know, Cryptocurrency came up, and I was like, you know, where do you buy this coin? And it was really annoying. I was like, well, let's go and solve that for people. So we wrote all these guides and we wrote about all the coins and where do you go and buy them, which exchanges, and we compare the fees. And we compare, you know, yesterday we compared um, SSL certificates because we'd fed up. We're like, <laughs> which one do you buy? Right. This is really annoying. Yeah. You're a company, you know, a bank. We compared ebooks the other day. We compared, um, you know the thing, ma- online mattresses is massive in the yeah. US right now. It's huge. There's, a, there's an online mattress war going okay. on, and there's a
0: mattress for every fucking podcast mm-hmm. that's out there because mm-hmm. everyone wants to sell you one. Like, it's, uh-huh. yeah, there's it's like one of the podcasts? biggest sponsorships for podcasts that exist right
2: now. Yeah. Okay. And we we decided that we've had enough, and let's go and compare them and actually, you know, help people make a decision on this because <laughs> it's getting ridiculous, right? Yeah. A um,
0: hundred mattresses. Yeah, you know, and,
2: and and so what does that mean? You know. If you boil it all down, what I believe is there is there is and should be a place in the world, a single place where you can go, where you can go to compare. And what we think, and what 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 that means, is that we should become that company. You know that you can just go, you can ask your phone, you can ask um, a bot, you could ask us, you can go on the website, you can go on the app. Um, there's a massive journey of things and 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 places that we think we can take this business. Yeah, we, we think we've only just begun,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and it's all wrapped up. Fortunately, in the name, hmm. you know, it was a simple twist of fate that we eventually we bought Finder.com, and that was that was three hundred thousand US. Wow, fuck, are uh, you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's a that was a that was a big investment. But wow, there's only one Finder.com, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. There's no other ones, and I get an email every second week asking to buy it, and I yeah. There's no chance we're going to sell that. But, you know, you you, you boil that down. I think when you're looking at Google, for example, I think that's where you're going to find information. I'm hoping and I guess what we're trying to really work towards and we're working really, really hard to do this is that you want to compare, you want to make a decision about something, you go to find it. And I think there's that sliver of Google where we can serve the customer better. Mm. Um, Well, you're taking out what Google lacks, which is
0: you're being served up tens and hundreds of thousands of results and no one's done the hard work, which is that human element of it's comparison on one end, but people struggle to make decisions because there are too many options out there right now. And I think that's where I really saw the value in what you guys were doing. It's like unbiased, here's, here's, our, you know, here's our take on it. Um, so I, I definitely think yeah, it's bigger than a slither. It, it, is, it, is why, it is the reason after. It's the outcome solved rather than the input of why people are Googling for anything at this point. Why do Why do you run the company? What What kind of, how did you end up here? What's What is it about you and your characteristics and your personal inspiration that made you here? Like, it, you know, on the on a surface level, it was affiliate marketing one day, of fucking credit cards, and mm. now it is a you know an empire in multiple countries.
2: You know, I, um, I you know I'm not a great operator of a company. I don't think I'm the, the best operations person. Um, I don't think I'm you know, the greatest coder or the greatest marketer or whatever it may be, but um, what I tend to do really well, and and that's why I work with Frank. Frank's my co-founder and yep. we kind of work really, really well together, is I sort of look forward to the future and he kind of looks back at the present, if that yep. makes sense,
3: mm.
2: um, or even the past as well. And I think that that's comes from, actually, if you study, um, there are two schools of economics, the Austrian School of Economics and... Um, Keynesian economics, and I think he was more Keynesian and I'm more Austrian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and what that means is I, I look at the things that are, do not exist, mm-hmm. the imaginary, and I make sense of the imaginary. I, I see myself literally as a time traveler. I travel forward in time, <laughs> five years, and I think about where is this going? And, you know, that's why I thought when we were doing, comparing credit cards. I went forward in time and went, you know what? We can go and compare all these different things. There's nothing to actually stop us and what's everyone else going to do? What, what's their moves? And I plan about that and I think about what they're going to do. And then I make very specific and key suggestions on where the key um, inflection points of, of a battle are and what areas to go for. And, and that doesn't actually help the reality today. Everyone's like, well, I can't actually stop what I'm doing now and go and do yeah. that, right? So that's not my – I don't see that as my role. Uh, and Frank really looks at that and we work together and he says, okay, I can see where we need to try and get to. Those bastions, cool. All right, let's line up this today to go there, you know. And, and and a lot of the time, I sort of sit there and I wait.
3: Mm. You know, I've got
2: to be very patient, and I work on other things, like I'm working on this HiveX stuff because it keeps me occupied, right? Because my I literally can't sit still. <laughs> um,
1: it's a great partnership, then.
2: Yeah, yeah. and then, and then, and and I think so. So so to answer your question, what I do really well is go into the unknown and make sense of it, and take strategic. Uh, bets and risks that help Finder keep growing and keep existing and being relevant. Um, You know, there are lots of comparison sites that I thought were going to be great and and now they just seem to be not evolving. They're just almost becoming irrelevant, you know... Um, which is really fascinating. But I planned that. I looked at them. And I said, look, that's not a model you want to look at the future. That's not going to exist. And what we're challenged by today and what I'm trying to really drive to us for now is is that next phase. We see ourselves as, you know, it's 10 years in or nine years in, almost 10. How do you now evolve Finder again? Yeah. And that's that's really what I'm challenged by. I, and, I, and I'm stuck with that question mm-hmm. is, not stuck, but I love that question. It's like, hey, okay, what do you do now? How do you you know, like Sony was making computers for ages and then it released the Walkman, mm-hmm. you know, and then they released the Walkman and then it released these, you know, the DVD player and then it re- the Discman and then it just became irrelevant for a while. Sony was just sort of in the back of the scenes, right? Then it released the PS2 mm. and all of a sudden it's back, you know, it released the mobile phone. It's the same thing I believe is my role as a founder. If you think about it, there are lots of founders and lots of companies have this is and, and a lot of them become irrelevant because what happens is they become, the founder gets so tied up in operations that they can't go and create the next revolution of the company. Right. Yeah. And what I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough is that I have this amazing crew that allow me to free up my time and go and create again. And and that's my job. My job is I, I create stuff. I turn zero into one. I make, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm an originator. I, 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 I know how to, go to the unknown and come back with a, with a, and, and, and make something. And, yeah. and that's why I'm here. That's, this, was, this, this whole business was a business plan I wrote maybe, you know, nine years ago on a, on a PowerPoint and I wrote the entire model. It's the same diagrams we use today. <laughs> um, and you can go back and look at it and you're like, yep, that's what we did. Yep, that's what we did. That's what we did. That was written back, you know, way back in the day in 2010, right? And, 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 and that's because, but, you know, my job is to go and explore the future, and take risks and make mistakes and you know create stuff and then come back to the present day and say okay this is what today looks like but this is what the future is going to look like let's let's talk about how we're going to get there yeah
1: are you ever one trend that we have found with people who have been successful in whatever business that we've done because we've interviewed people of all different types of small businesses large businesses whatever they're doing is quite often an attribute is that they are constantly looking to the future are you ever satisfied. Do you ever – because you're so looking at that next step. Do you ever stop and go, look what I've achieved, look what I'm doing at the moment, I'm so proud of myself or satisfied or does that never happen for you?
2: You know, um, short answer, no. Long answer, yes. (laughs) Um, The short answer is um, no because if you study humanity – one of the reasons Homo sapiens, I believe, you know, overcame the other two races of humans was that we are never satisfied. Uh, why do you go back to the store to buy something new when you've already bought something new last week is because you're unsatisfied. And the reason why that served us is because if you went and ate and you were you know, really happy because we just went and ate, ate some food and then came back and you didn't go out to go and hunt again tomorrow you were going to die because you don't eat every single day in the in, in those kind of conditions, right? We weren't top of the food chain back then. Yeah. And that served us, right? Now, so innately inside myself, yes, I have a problem with that. <laughs> um, long answer is I've learned to be grateful, to show appreciation, to recognize achievement. And these are not qualities that come to someone naturally. And that's what you have to learn as a leader. You have to learn to go, you know, wow, we set out on this journey and then we got to that place and, you know, now I'm ready to go to the next one. And everyone's sitting there going tired and going, Oh my God, we were out there and let's go and celebrate. And to me, I'm like, let's keep going. Yeah. Because I'm already bored. You know, let's go on to the next thing. Yeah. And that and that's not that's not that's not how humans operate well.
0: Yeah, and I, I think what you're saying there, I've heard from other people who really successful in what they do. And I, I find it a lot with a lot of the men I speak to. So from 25 to 30, you're kind of on this never ending hunt for something to fulfill you over and over again. And for a lot of people I speak to, it does become, it, it becomes a very conscious thing where you have to force that appreciation, as you said, and, and a, a for, uh, you know really force yourself to understand your own success. So then you can actually start sharing that with other people because otherwise you do keep running. Did you ever experience that or? You know, have you seen that in other people you work with or?
2: You know, I think that um, any entrepreneurial uh, person and any entrepreneur is a lonely place. Yeah. And you are going to have a lot of self-conversations. And I'd say over the last two years, I've been working with an emotional coach. Mm -hmm. And that helped me grow up. I yeah. was I was a real I reckon I was a, sort of a sixteen-year-old in a thirty-year-old's body, right? Um, How old are you now? Thirty-seven, I think.
1: Wow! <laughs> Tell us more about the emotional coach. That's yeah. fascinating. I didn't even know that existed.
2: So, have you seen the the, the show Billions? The you, series, yeah, I've seen a shorts little bit for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's the character in there. If you if you want to get context, um, she basically coaches them. Emotionally, and 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 you will see in that some of the highest emotional intelligence I've ever seen in characters, and the way they operate, the way they turn around, and instead of getting freaked out, they're calm, and then they deliver their thing. And and really to break it down, the goal of an emotional coach is, you know, you go to the gym to to improve your 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 fitness, you go and read a book, or you go to a conference to improve your mind. why don't we improve our emotional state? Why don't we improve our emotional intelligence? Because I believe emotional intelligence, some people are born with it mm. to some extent, but you can learn it as well. It's not actually, it's like a, you know, I didn't learn how to play tennis when I was a kid, right? Yeah. And as you grow, you know, I did, but I mean, I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an excellent tennis you know, player. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm, I'm saying that you can learn to play yeah. tennis, right? You can learn. And then those skills that I'm submitting is that most people don't see that as, as a as a skill. Right, and, and they talk about emotional intelligence. You think, oh, you, you you've got it or you don't, sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't agree with that. And so, through a series of basically beating yourself up or not, like asking yourself really hard questions, like, um, what is your purpose? Like, and actually, not like you know, oh, it's to go and become happy. No, that's not an answer. Like to go and say, like, oh, to go and be with my friends and create a great environment and a great company. No, that's not a purpose. um, Like to actually go and unpack, go why, 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 so deep to a point where it hurts and you feel uncomfortable talking about the actual topic and reason, which normally is tends to be quite intense and quite morbid or very confronting. Mm. And normally in that journey of, of that discovery of that purpose, what I found, and I'm still on this journey, I, sort of, I would say I'm on my third purpose. Mm. That sounds weird, but... <laughs> I feel I achieved the first two and I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of bored. All right, (laughs) let's go make another one, right? And I think this one I'm finding a much, much more, I'm doing a much more in-depth analysis in that that journey of finding your purpose, what you'll actually come across is a series of self-limiting beliefs. Yep. And what I mean by that is there are dialogues that you have with yourself. For example, not being comfortable with being alone,
3: Mm.
2: not feeling good enough, feeling unworthy um feeling um th- th- those are th- massive ones right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not not being comfortable with making mistakes yeah uh, and and those kinds of things are self-limiting beliefs which make you in a moment you know that in, that in that moment when you feel emotional and something's happening and your brain just switches off and it goes into fight or flight mode, when really you just want it to be calm, like James Bond, when the bombs are blowing up, people are attacking you, you just got injected by some poison, and all of a sudden you're just cool as cucumbers. That's how you want to operate. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time, you know, and I've worked through a lot of these things and those self limiting beliefs, you remove those, you become, yeah, a bit more like James Bond, and you can think in those moments and go, instead of reacting like this I'm gonna respond like this mm. and 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 that I think is um, the journey of yeah finding your purpose and when you when you start removing these beliefs you realize well actually that wasn't my purpose <laughs> you know to to you know to be with lots of people and make them feel ha- you know make sure that everyone's really happy well actually no that's not my purpose because now I don't really mind if they're happy or not yeah mm. and so you unpack these levels that are actually layered down what I call from zero to seven, a child, uh, you know, I think there's a Yiddish proverb. You show me the child at uh, seven years old and I'll show you the adult. Mm. Yeah. Because we, we come out uncooked as a human, like horses come out and they can start walking around. Right. Mm. Humans come out and we can like, you, you can't even move. You, you don't even feed yourself. You can't even see. Right. We're, and the reason that was because um, homo sapiens, their brain developed. So, we, you know, brains developed so big that we couldn't pass out through the, through the, you know, the um, like, we, uh, what, like women couldn't give birth to the baby because it was too big, right? So they came, started coming out earlier, and mm-hmm. so that's where we're uncooked. There are seven years uncooked, essentially.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and and, and 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 so when we come out, we spend the first seven years learning and 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 understanding, it, sitting in our beliefs and what our parents say to us, what we what we think about, and and a lot of people never unpack those things. Regardless of anything, they just don't. You don't confront. Why do I feel uncomfortable making mistakes in public? Why do I get? Why do I not like um, being blamed for things? Why? Mm. And, and 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 if you start to take those things, um, what you'll find is is all these other situations that you used to be in and the way you looked at things change.
3: Mm. And so
2: for me, Finder has changed so many times. I realized, oh my god, that's what's happening. You know, and you get they gain these. It's almost like I'm living in a parallel universe. Um, or a dystopian world sometimes I walk through and I see it completely differently because it was my lens. Everything is your lens that you apply. No one can make you feel anything. You feel mm. those feelings. Mm.
1: You changed your lens, essentially, and how you were looking at things.
2: And
0: you let other people change your lens, essentially. Like, you know, the company's so big now that it's not all you. It's what you've given birth to, but, you know, have to let see grow up to a certain degree.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And And, and I think... Hopefully I laid down really good examples, uh, ways of thinking about certain situations, processes, values of things to believe in, and hopefully people still remember those, you know, forever.
1: Is there an environment that you do your best thinking you're obviously a deep thinker. Like for me, long, hot showers. In the morning, <laughs> my flatmate's always like, get out of the shower, you've been in there for hours. And I just, that's where I do my best thinking. Is there somewhere for you that, your thoughts, Tom?
2: Um, I'm in right now, and it's a really interesting question. I, I do think about things a lot. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm getting that I'm vibe. I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As you stare solemnly at the roof.
2: I'm not sure how you're getting that vibe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have this weird thing where um, recently, of recent, I will wake up and the moment I wake up, I get these piercing bursts of insight. Wow. Like just, and I write those things down and they become the next steps. They're like just straight in extreme clarity. I know exactly what we need to do. My brain somehow has subconsciously processed it all. To just come up, up, up the top, and provide this answer to this thing I've been working on right. for the last four weeks, and I'll be like, "That's true, let's do yeah. that." And I will come into the, you know the office or something, and I'll be talking to everyone. I'll literally message everyone, and I'm, everyone gets this from me. <laughs> <laughs> just literally burst on the scene. I start writing documents and those kind of things, and then I literally, you know, I bring this this direction, and it's just and it's incremental, right? It takes time. Yeah. Um. I do enjoy running. And I don't use music. Hmm. So, because I don't want anything to distract my mind. I want it to just go fallow. And in the moment, what I find is if you ask yourself the big question that you're trying to solve the problem to and just let it come in and just let it sit there. And while you're running and just focusing on trying to move your body and keep, you know, not dying, um, (laughs) you know, jogging is to me an insane thing because basically you stand outside your door and you run and do a circle. <laughs> like that's madness. <laughs> if you went back You and, were just here. Yeah. Why did you stand your shoes on and run away <laughs> to come all the way back to exactly where you were going? You, know, you, you do that 5,000 years ago people go you are crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go and run a circle. Um, so you know you're going to come back to where you start right? But in that moment if you can pause ask yourself Consciously, your subconscious question what do i want to do with this and be very very articulate and clear about what that question is i tend to find that answer tends to bubble up after the run and something weird if you just let yourself think and just let yourself have that moment of of pause it'll just bang come to you this weird thought you know because i don't think you think i don't think we think we didn't have like a human brain is not actually capable of thinking it's not possible Like we don't have the conscious time between um, recognizing an idea and seeing the world and then in the moment thinking and then we do something else. Those thoughts are actually already coming up. We're not in control of that. You just get to recognize and see the thing playing out from your subconscious. I don't think we're driving the train.
0: It's, it's, It's interesting you say that because the way we think we look by looking with our eyes at something has nothing to do with how we look at all. So basically, our mind is out, our eyes are out. there just scanning for danger. As you said, it's kind of more that intuitive. This is going to keep me alive, and our brain images everything well after the fact. And I think what you're speaking to is kind of what the crux of, you know, that that we're really trying to understand is where does that inspiration and insight come from? How do you take, you know, sets of data and then wake up the next morning because your mind's finally had chance to process it subconsciously, i.e., without that mind, so you can actually get to that point. Because I think the longer you you think about those things, they're never going to come to you. So,
2: yeah, I think um, I I totally hear you. Um, I think it's about rituals. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when I find myself, so there's several things I've done in order to maximize. Because for me, you're exactly right. I'm all it's all about thoughts for me. Like my whole business is in the business of thinking and the imaginary.
3: Yeah.
2: Like like you can't go and pick up Finder. There's no thing to go and get. There's no – it's all imaginary concepts, right, to some extent. It's obviously on the internet and so you can see it and, click <laughs> it and do stuff like yeah. that, right? But realistically, yeah. you know, a large portion of this is thinking. Um, and my submission of that is what I've noticed is – and what I've tried to do, and I actually started a new one recently, is I remove noise. So I don't read the newspaper, I'm not on Facebook. I don't really participate in Twitter. Uh, I do use LinkedIn, I enjoy that. Um I basically shut down. I don't even my TV's not even connected with an aerial. I don't have FoxTel. Um I I, I literally don't participate really in conversations with people. I'm just not a good gossiper or an everyday events person like i am the worst mr current affair <laughs> like if you took me on current affair i'd be like i'm not sure the way i get current affairs is other people tell me they go did you see this i'm like wow really that that happened <laughs> tell me the story <laughs> about that you know like, you know there was an earthquake in la la i'm like wow you know what happened <laughs> oh, cool. okay. are we okay <laughs> yeah is everything okay yeah All right, i'm gonna carry do on. i need to worry yeah <laughs> it just it's good thing you're on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so that's not an input for me yeah um what i will do but is another thing i remove is you know i um i found you know i only wear black so i just removed all the colors Deadpool in my
1: wardrobe
2: yeah just have, i buy five of these t-shirts I, and mm. I i you know i slowly move through a certain series of jeans and, choose and
0: it's the best isn't it
2: and then just stay stable right um, I I try and if I get into a real good mode of training you know on these particular days and I know exactly where I'm going and, and I think my, my two little girls help me with that as well I, I obviously I only get them five nights in a fortnight but in those five nights it's very very ritual yeah. Mm-hmm. and that allows me to go and create the space for the time of when you go and think because yeah. mm-hmm. I know okay I'm gonna have some time to think here okay well I'll just go and think and you're asking yourself all the time, and I think it's about bandwidth, what are you thinking about? What are you focused on? Yep. And I think that's what enables that. So so, so I think to some extent removing that clutter. The most recent one I've done is how do you put your phone in your pocket? I know that sounds bonkers, right? Um, I have another one on this as well. Is that I think <laughs> when you take your phone out of your pocket, you should have it immediately so the screen faces you. So is that you're not spending the time turning it around. Wow. Like, I know that. But how many times are you going to take your phone out of your pocket? No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, I
0: think the idea of me putting it in the other way would actually bother me. It would. To the point where
2: it, I would have to just change it. And I've been doing that recently, and I realized, like, why did I do that? And I'm going to change that, right? Um, another one I do is I make my password of my computer really easy to log into. Just super fast. Bang, done. It's like one key. You can go and hack. I don't really mind if you log into my computer. It doesn't bother <laughs> me, right? But I just, it gives enough of, a, of, a, of an annoyance that other people will try and log in. But how many times are you going to open your computer
3: yeah.
2: in the next year? <laughs> like, and how much time do you want to spend doing that, right? So essentially create the space and the time for you to think by basically giving yourself more space and time in all other things.
0: Yeah.
1: I love it. I love that.
0: So, what do you do outside of Finder? I've got to ask because I'm trying to find them. But yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you do outside? And How please do you don't, switch off. Don't say mining cryptocurrency.
2: Um well, you know, we, we do we that downstairs. <laughs> um I, I I if I can get the chance, I do like to read business books as well. I know that's probably um you know, a lot of people not really into that. Um to some extent. Um obviously trying to train, do physical fitness. Um and then a lot of the time I play computer games with my two little girls, yeah. but I can. Um, we're playing Zelda real hard right nice <laughs> um, and on the Switch it's on the Switch yeah yep. and we bond over that um, and then we just yeah rumble and fight a lot um, because I enjoy that and then I guess it again potentially it does help with creativity to some extent is totally. I will seek and find really unusual and different experiences um, so you know as an example um I, when I was in New York, I went to a lot of immersive theatre. Oh, yeah. Sleep No More? Sleep No More. So and good. then I, I went to the other ones in Brooklyn um, and actively sought that stuff. And then from there, you know, because um, I spent a long time in New York building building Finder over there, um, I had that same question because the weekend came and I had no friends and I was by myself in the biggest city ever and actually was quite lonely. Yeah. And, and I realised you have to ask yourself, what do you do for fun? Like if you don't see, see people, then, you know, what do you do? And what it dawned upon me and what I started realizing is I just like unique and different experiences, which create inspiration Hmm. and give you perspective. And, um, again, that dystopian reality, I love dystopian shows. So I'm, I'm really into this altered carbon thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. isn't it? And I can only watch the 20 minutes and then I'm like, my mind's done. Like I got to go do something (laughs) else, you know? Um, or, um, you know, things like that, I think, gain – if it gets too dramery, you know, well, after they've introduced all the concepts, I'm kind of done. I switch off. But in the short term, when I see the importance of certain things, it gives me context and allows me to come back to Finder to, um, I guess, create something new or add something that I didn't realize or take something away. That's yeah. not needed.
3: Mm.
1: Uh, something that we find from a lot of the people that we've interviewed is, and I'm always curious, is sacrifices. Mm. Like have you had to make any – you're hugely successful and you've got a multinational business. Have you had to make major sacrifices to get where you are?
2: Uh, uh, definitely. And, 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 and any new entrepreneur who uh, comes to me and they – I had actually one the other day. And I said, and I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm not sure if you're up for this. What do you mean? I said, I don't think you realize the difference of what it's like of having a job versus building a company. This is not the same thing. Mm. You are going to have to figure out right now in your life, write a list of the things that you are ready to sacrifice. And so for me, a lot of those were, you know, in my 20s, a lot of people, you know, had a lot of fun. They partied, you know, those kind of things. I didn't. I was behind a computer um, hustling and trying to make payroll. Um, I was learning at 4 a.m. in the morning to, you know, rank websites really highly in Google. I think, that's where we kind of met, um, doing that kind of stuff. Um, I was watching conferences on replay because I couldn't go to the U.S. because I didn't have the money. Mm. Um, You know, I think probably at one point my health to some extent as well um, I definitely would have sacrificed that. I was I was I was sort of thin fat.
1: <laughs> skinny fat.
2: Yeah, I was skinny fat. <laughs> I looked okay, but actually I was really fat. I couldn't do any push-ups or anything. I couldn't do a thing. These days, you know, I've done a lot of training over the last uh I'd say ten years and, and now, you know, I could throw down twenty push-ups right now and run. That's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel very like um I feel strong. Um and that I think saved me. I yeah. um, probably would be have some very brutal illness if I didn't go ahead and do that. Mm. Um you know I, I, I think that and it's something which I don't realise that other people do, which it's probably dawns on me every every never, but I I just wake up every almost every day at three o'clock in the morning. Like that's just how I've been living for the last, you know. Do you go back to sleep? like after a few hours and people receive a lot of slack messages and a lot of emails (laughs) and text messages For me, it's just normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been living like that for the last 15 years and I didn't realize that was something people sleep through the night. (laughs) Like, that's awesome. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you do, you do what? Like, don't you know what it's like at three o'clock in the morning? It's nice (laughs) and quiet. Um, (laughs) you know, I, I think that's probably a sacrifice to some people, but for me, I think it feels very comfortable. Um I think I've spent a lot of time working, you know, and potentially I've missed there are some things I must admit with my my girls. I don't like, I don't really know that much about their school teachers and their school parents. I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like I don't know I don't know their friends at school names. <laughs> I know one or two, Max, but I'm not that guy. You know, and maybe they want that maybe they want that dad, but I don't think they do. Yeah. I think they've gone come to go, you know, Actually, my my one of my daughters got really embarrassed about. Um, it was the other week, Dad. You can't wear that jacket into school anymore. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why is that? She's like, it's like, no, you can't. I'm not gonna. And she used to run ahead. Anyway, it took a while. And we, we we talked through it. And we got past that, and now she's kind of cool about <laughs> repping and all those kind of things. But it dawned upon them, I think, yeah, that their dad wasn't the normal um, dad like everyone else, and yeah. I think that creates challenges. Um, you know, and I sacrificed holidays, um, all sorts of things, um, parties. I just, it's not, you know, but that's because what that's what this is what I wanted to do, and 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 being conscious and and aware and um, making those decisions in the moment. You you have hard conversations, and people don't like you for that. They don't. They get really angry, and you're like, I don't understand why you could possibly be angry, you know, and. They say, well, it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Asshole. Uh, <laughs> all right. And you've missed the last three. Oh, jeez, I'm really sorry. Like, I just, I'm sorry, you know. You know, I've been overseas when it was, um, you know, one of my best mates' box parties, and I just, they had the party in my house. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> they here, love- I'm here in spirit. Yeah, and, and they and they my loved real it. estate. They loved <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs>
0: I think I spotted you down in Bondi the other day, only because of your uh, your your blonde hair and your finer jacket. Well, uh, that,
2: yeah, I, I like I like Bondi. Yeah.
0: Um, what what's your advice to anyone else out there, either you know whether they're twenty or whether they're thirty, kind of looking to build their own empire? Like, what's 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 your take home?
2: You know, I, um, I have a few concepts on this, and some people are built in different ways. But I I, I guess I, I think really what I'm saying is play to your strengths. And normally what that means is if you go and play like a, a board game or a computer game or a certain game, and you have a certain style of playing and you win doing that style, apply the same style that you would apply in your business and in your empire building. If that's a slow growth defensive, go and do that. If it's really aggressive and, fast and with lots of um, capital, go and do that. Um, and, and, I, and and I say that because it took me a long time to be okay with my stuff. Yep. Um, and which is, I think, to some extent is work really hard and really fast and try lots of things, um, but be okay with being small and not, you know, and, and, and growing slow, if that makes sense. I mean, I say when I say grow slow, I mean... Um, hire staff slowly, um, take on new space slowly, those kind of things. And, and, and over time we've become being able to do more and more aggressive moves, which to other companies would be almost extremely conservative. Like launching the US is an extremely aggressive move and it costs us a lot of money in initial investment. It's now I'd say a, a break even if not profitable business now, which was you know it's crazy to think that there are people on the other side of the earth who don't speak English. Mm. Um, they speak American. <laughs> um, doing and speaking the same culture and words that we do, and believing in the same concepts and delivering the same value, um, which is great. And I and I honor and I feel very grateful that they you know, give me the chance to be able to make that happen. Um, and and I think they love it as well. But right, um, you know. So so I think it's okay to be small, and 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 I love it when the company is small. That's why a lot of it in the US, it was like me sitting in an echoey office by myself. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm back. <laughs> um, and, and I think, you know, be okay with that. Be Enjoy that, embrace that. Don't try and be someone else. Um, I think something which I forget that I think a lot of people would take a lot of value from. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs, I don't think they... Uh, or, or, or people who are trying to be an entrepreneur or whatever it may be, is I have an innate ability, and I didn't realise this, of just just having a go of everything. Yeah. I think a little less about the consequences and just go and do it. I'm the kid that cut the wire. I'm the kid that literally tore the thing apart and then rebuilt it, you know, wanted to know how the walkie-talkie worked. <laughs> um, I cut an electric wire of a clock, actually, um, and it exploded and I didn't realize that was connected and that's what electricity is ah. um, <laughs> what kind of clock was this it was, an, it was <laughs> yeah, an electric clock it was next to my bed and I, when I was a kid I was four years old anyway, but I just go and do stuff yeah now that comes naturally to me but i realize that's not a natural habit of everyone else mm-hmm. and over time over many many years i've realized a lot of people are with me and they're like they're telling me their idea and they're really excited about it and they're like like what do i need to do to start i'm like we well, just go and like open up a shop right now and just go and do it <laughs> like what are you doing right now stand up <laughs> leave here go and do it just go and open a website up i can do it right now let's just go and do it right now if you want to do it go and do it you know and i have that bad habit i guess i don't know if it's a bad habit or I guess it is to some extent sometimes, but I have an ability of just going, if I want to do something, i just go and do it now, regardless of anything. <laughs> um, and I think what I'm submitting, I'm trying to be instructive by that and, and my advice would be mm. is that if you do have an idea and you do want to do something, just take it in a small scale that you can manage and you're okay to lose everything from it and just go and do it now. Yeah. Stop talking and reading and whatever, just go and do it because actually all the lessons you're going to learn... Uh, in doing
1: I think that's a great note to
2: finish on. I have
0: nothing else to
1: ask. That was amazing. That's great. Thank you
2: so much,
0: Fred.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I feel like we could um, have you on the podcast every episode. Uh, There was just so much much insight. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening to Maker and Creator. Um, If you want to check us out online, you can follow Jai. He's at Jai Smith or at Double Star Co. Or you can hit me up. I'm Ms. Darlinghurst, Ms. Darlinghurst. We have a YouTube channel um, and anything else? I always forget. You can stuff. find yeah, us. Whatever. Now. You can just find us online. Yeah, if up. you're making and creating anything, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Um, otherwise, yeah, we'll be back next week with our next episode. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Fred. Thanks very much. <laughs>